previously on Capital Punishment. At 7 p.m. on Friday, January 28, 2022, nearly 12 hours after first responders arrived at his home, the Office of the Attorney General released a statement that Wayne Stengem had died. How did Wayne Stengem's best friend, Ray Holmberg, get on the radar of federal agents, and what was he being investigated for? A plea deal led to a fateful 10-day stint in the Grand Forks County Jail in August of 2021. While he was serving his brief sentence, DeRozier paid to use the jail's text messaging service, during which he exchanged over 70 texts with Holmberg. Things started unraveling fast for Holmberg after Stengem died in January of 2022. Text with jailed sexual predator Nicholas DeRozier. Holmberg resigned immediately as chair of legislative management, but political and legal pressures continued to mount and he was forced to resign before completing his term. The raid of his home and seizure of his electronic devices by Homeland Security agents became public. The man of the year was being investigated by the feds. If this was anyone else other than the powerful Wayne Stengem, the powerful Ray Holmberg, would the general public be asking for more information? When people get indicted, uh, indicted in a federal case, there's more than enough, more enough evidence to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that the person has, has committed the crime that they've been charged with. I'm Paul Jerkins, the news director at KFGO, and this is Capital Punishment. The first of two counts leveled against 79-year-old Ray Holmberg by a federal grand jury set off a political firestorm in North Dakota. It reads in part, from on or about June 24, 2011 to on or about November 1, 2016 in the District of North Dakota and elsewhere, Raymond Everett Holmberg, also known as Ray Holmberg, also known as Sean Evans, did travel in interstate and foreign commerce from the United States, that is, North Dakota, to Prague, Czech Republic for the purpose of engaging in illicit sexual conduct to wit commercial sex acts with a person under 18 years of age. The federal charges against Holmberg were filed October 26, 2023. They came two years after police and federal agents raided his home in Grand Forks and four and a half years after his last known state-documented trip to Prague. For more, we turn to host of News and Views, Joel Heitkamp, and host of Afternoons Live, Tyler Axness. You know, when I found out that Ray had been charged by the U.S. Attorney's Office, it, I was I was surprised. I was incredibly surprised. And so when I found out about those charges, for me it was wow. And then instantly, Tyler, I started thinking because the, the association he had with so many other North Dakota players in politics, who else knew? Uh, shocked at the depth of the charges. Uh, when you read into what was brought and the fact that it was international, that it was involving minors uh, soliciting sex from children, jaw-dropping. I mean, it was one of those instances where, again, I think back to people knowing that there was a lifestyle. They didn't know how dark that this individual coming up with personas uh, with aliases to, to hide who, in fact, he was to go over and commit these allegations was just incredibly <laughs> disgusting to find out that this is the lows that he had taken. And we suspected and feared that it was going to be done in our name as a state. 
Holmberg used a cane to walk into a Fargo courtroom on Monday, October 30th. He was escorted into the courtroom by U.S. Marshals after being arrested at his home in Grand Forks that morning. Magistrate Judge Alice Seneschal asked Holmberg if he suffered from any physical illnesses or disabilities that would prevent him from understanding what was happening during the proceedings. Mark Fries, Holmberg's defense attorney, responded that his client suffers from some cognitive impairment, but that he would assist Holmberg if needed. Holmberg said none of his ailments would prevent him from understanding the proceedings. Seneschal said the child sex tourism charge carries with it a 30-year maximum sentence and up to $250,000 in fines, plus possible restitution to victims. First Assistant U.S. Attorney for the District of North Dakota, Jennifer Poole, is the lead prosecutor. She's joined by Charles Schmitz, an attorney from the U.S. Justice Department headquarters in Washington, D.C. Prosecutors agreed with the pretrial services recommendation that Holmberg be released at his home on supervision with electronic monitoring. He's not allowed to possess a firearm or have contact with any victims or witnesses in the case as part of his release. He's also prohibited from having any unsupervised contact with anyone under the age of 18. His travel is restricted to Grand Forks and Fargo for medical appointments and court dates only. Prosecutors said during the hearing that Holmberg used the internet to facilitate his crimes, namely to create a fake persona and build trust with a victim in the case. They also said he used it to share stories about his sexual offenses in foreign countries with others. As soon as the indictment came down, Holmberg's frequent state-funded travel immediately came under more scrutiny. In the days following Holmberg's arrest, KFGO News Radio learned that he had traveled on a number of occasions to Europe through an international exchange program called Global Bridges, headquartered in Berlin, Germany. According to their website, the aim of Global Bridges is to understand and integrate the various facets of international politics, business, academia, and culture. To this end, Global Bridges works with leaders and prominent representatives from all of these sectors. On October 31, 2023, the day after Holmberg's first court appearance, Representative Bob Martinson, chairman of the North Dakota House Appropriations Committee, appeared on News and Views with Joel Heitkamp. Heitkamp asked if legislative travel through Global Bridges was common. And legislators went at the request of Atlantic Bruca and Global Bridges because it's an exchange program. And they, they like it when legislators come and see how their government works. The funding for these trips was equally murky, using a process called pass-through grants. Kirsten Baszler is the state school superintendent and administrator of the North Dakota Department of Public Construction. Yeah, real anger and frustration that our office, our agency, um, is, is caught in the middle of this. Uh, we, I inherited what are called pass-through grants. In 2013, my first session in office, there were pass-through grants that essentially exactly what that says. The legislature decides exactly how much money is going to go to exactly which individuals or entities or organizations, and they give me the funds to tell me directly to pass it through. I'd never in my entire career administered a grant like that before in my previous life, nor any other grant other than these. The selection process to determine which legislators are part of these trips was handled by Bob Martinson. You know, Global Bridges invites him to go. Um, no, you so said go. you picked him, Bob. And you Ray, wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait. No, now you're getting me. I picked him for the legislative trip. I picked him. No reports from the Global Bridges Exchange Program were ever given to the Department of Public Instruction, according to Basler. In 2017, did not receive reports from four entities, and we did not receive reports from four entities in 2019. 
Um, again, so they didn't, they didn't do the reports even when they were required by law to do the reports? That, that's correct. And that's okay. the information that we shared with, um, again, that's, that's what we were able to share with the Appropriations Committee. On November 1st, 2023, News and Views once again had Bob Martinson join the program, this time with his brother John, former executive director of the North Dakota School Board Association, the organization which received the pass-through grants to fund the Global Bridges trips. I have to ask you guys, knowing what you know now, do you regret Ray Holmberg being part of this program and, and you giving him the power to, to have that level of, of involvement in the program? Well, Joel, it's Bob. You know, think about that question, really. Think about that question, which is which is kind of a dumb question. Do you actually think that if we knew that Ray was going to Prague and allegedly going out with young young kids, that we would do it again? That come on. More from Tyler Axis and Joel Heitkamp. Well, and then you start looking at those tight groups. You start looking at the individuals that the wink, wink, nod, nod, we get to do whatever we want, nobody knows. I mean, on my show, you had the Martinson brothers come on. One is one of the most powerful members of the the House Appropriations Committee and Bob Martinson, and then his brother John Martinson, who they funneled money through, uh, through the North Dakota School Board Association so John and Ray could go on these trips. I'm not accusing John Martinson of knowing that Ray Holmberg was going to Prague and doing what he was doing. That's not my point. My point is John Martin said Bob Martinson knew and they didn't care what Ray did. He, he could use state dollars to do anything he wanted. Well, and uh, to those lines, you gave him an opportunity on that show, Joel, to, to say, do you have any regrets? And it said they got mad at you for even daring ask the question. The North Dakota School Boards Association records reviewed by KFGO News shows that there are at least three of 11 trips Holmberg traveled on as part of the Global Bridges delegation over the course of a decade included Prague as either the arrival or departure city in his itinerary. The first of those trips in July 2011 correlates with the start of the date range of the federal indictment. In October of 2018, Holmberg again took a state-funded trip to Berlin with John Martinson for a meeting with the Global Bridges Board. He went on a side trip to Prague. In June of 2019, he and Martinson went to Berlin for a symposium at the invitation of Global Bridges. Again, Holmberg took a side trip to Prague. This was his last known state-funded travel sponsored by Global Bridges. On the trips, Holmberg diverted to Prague. He was the only member of the delegation to do so, and there was no official or apparent reason for him to be there, according to Martinson. More from Tyler Axis and Joel Heitkamp. Now, when it comes to travel and how much money taxpayers have put into lawmakers taking trips, which you and I have been on those trips, we, we've gone to some of the... We didn't make it a lifestyle. No, that's the yeah. thing I'm building up to here is that the Associated Press, being one of the many outlets that have looked into how much money we've spent as taxpayers to allow a handful of these lawmakers to take repeated trips, the number one individual that I would say abused that luxury of being a lawmaker was Ray Holmberg. He took far more trips to far more taxpayer expense than any other lawmaker throughout the last decade to go out and live a lifestyle that you fear may have been a part of doing these crimes that have now been brought towards him. See, and for me, uh, I think that the, the press is somewhat blind and incredibly naive that they only think of the trips that Ray took 
were the ones that were funded by the state of North Dakota. You and I know there's other organizations that will gladly pay for your trip, lobbyist organizations, to say, hey, Ray, come here, let's do this, let's do that. And he was incredibly guilty of that constantly. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't just the trips that have been reported that Ray Holmberg was on. He literally made it a lifestyle. He was constantly gone on these trips. And my fear is is that the predator that we're now finding out he was, we're going to hear more. After he retired in 2022, the Associated Press did an analysis that found Holmberg traveled more than 14 times the average for lawmakers in the final decade of his career. Holmberg's taxpayer-funded trips included visits to four dozen U.S. cities, as well as China, Canada, and several countries in Europe. He ran up expenses that far exceeded the norm. He was reimbursed over $125,000 for nearly 70 out-of-state trips from 2013 to mid-April of 2022. At the time of the AP story, Holmberg's travel expenses were determined to be legal, but it raised questions of oversight and accountability due to Holmberg's position as one of the legislature's chief appropriators. Speaking of oversight, Wayne Stengem might not have been aware that his friend Ray Holmberg has been dashing off to Europe to commit federal crimes because another scandal was unfolding closer to home. And this time, it was happening within Stengem's own office of the Attorney General. What happens when the champion of open records and transparency goes nearly $2 million over budget, and he's only one of a couple of people to know? That's next time on Capital Punishment. Capital Punishment is a KFGO News Radio production and is hosted by me, Paul Jurgens. Created by Tasha Carvel and Eric Johnson. Written by Tasha Carvel and Tyler Axness. Produced by Eric Johnson and Abby Miller. With contributions from Joel Heitkamp and Tyler Axness. <laughs>